0: You're listening to the Create A Life That Is Beautiful podcast with your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is episode number seven. Hello, beautiful people. It's Letitia here. Welcome to our next episode on the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast, episode number seven. I'm really excited because number seven is my favorite number. (laughs) So if you are new here, this podcast is designed to inspire, empower, and support you on the journey of uncovering your truth and purpose in the world. Welcome. Today, we are speaking with my friend, Stacy Williams of Mind Interiors. Stacy is a holistic designer who creates and balances the chakras of homes using color psychology. I am super excited to share today's conversation with you all. It's a long one, but trust me, it's so worth listening to it all. Stacy provides so much incredible advice. And she has a really beautiful and easy to understand and easy to relate to way of explaining both her journey and what she has learned. And also some of the more difficult concepts such as flow, energy, alignment, the chakras and color psychology to name a few. Stacey is a multi-passionate person who is a fabulous example of how to fuse together multiple interests and her various evolutions of her work based on her own life experience. She has weaved together interior design with personal development and spirituality, color psychology and the chakras. She's made a fusion between East and West and all of her travel experiences and also a fusion of both her spiritual and physical experience. This episode is perfect, particularly for our multi-passionate creatives. I've also felt so aligned with Stacey on so many levels, and this conversation was just the cherry on top. I met Stacey at the Goddess Space when we both attended a secret sharing circle. And from that moment, we have just clicked. Which, side note, for all my friends out there who feel like they don't have like-minded or what I like to now say, like-hearted friends around... Follow your interests and put yourself in group situations with people who share those interests and all you need to do is reach out. Honestly, I've met so many people just by doing that and I now have you know, a group of people around me who are like-minded, which is what I was so striving for. So that's just a side note, but let's go back to my conversation with Stacey. In this episode, you're going to find out about the chakras, of course, and what they are, what happens when they're out of balance. And Stacey also shares her own experience of having one of her own chakras out of alignment and how that has affected her life. We also learn about Color psychology, the importance of having a bigger why and how Stacy discovered her big why, the emotional benefits color brings into your home, travel and how that has transformed not only Stacy's career, but also kickstarted her spiritual journey, the necessity of grounding and Stacy is also a major proponent of my three favorite concepts flow alignment and manifestation so we hear more about her experience with those we also hear about Stacy's love for ecstatic dance feminine embodiment retreats conscious breathing fire breath just ritual in general how she has given an amazing opportunity simply by asking the power of collaboration and the gift of presence passing up good for great, her thoughts on the universe and trusting, and of course, her advice for someone who is multi-passionate and just doesn't know where to get started. There are so many beautiful quotes, like tweetable walkaways from this episode. It's really not one to miss. And Stacey also tells us about her new cushion collection, which she is just launching. And you can find out more about on her website at www.mindinteriors.com. Each cushion is designed for a specific chakra and comes with a beautiful hand-printed mantra. They'll make wonderful gifts And they're made to aspire you up to newer vibrations and expand your physical, mental and spiritual space. Stacey also lets us know about a complimentary color clarity reading that she will be gifting to our wonderful listeners who mention this podcast and get in contact. So make sure you mention the podcast if you do get in contact or feel compelled to do so. So on that note, let's dive in to the episode. Stacey, welcome to the Create A Life That Is Beautiful podcast. Hello. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here and so excited to share
0: time and space and experiences with you. Amazing. So, Stacey, to get us started, could you please tell our wonderful listeners who you are and what you are creating with Mind Interiors?
1: Mind Interiors is... For me, a vehicle to connect the beauty life, the spirit life, and the earth life through interior design. So it, I have been an interior designer for over a decade now, but this business has been named Mind Interiors for about 18 months and it's a way that I fused my personal development and spiritual growth into my passion of interior design, which has now just become my everyday journey, my everyday life, love, and work. It's playful as much as it is work.
0: Oh, it's so interesting because uh, I can only speak for myself, of course, but you were the first person I've met who uh, combines this like color psychology and the chakras with interior design. Is, Is it a... Is it a really niche area, like as someone in the industry? Um, As
1: you just said, I can only speak for what I know as well. Um, But at this stage, I haven't seen anyone else that's doing interior design in this way. And I think that's why it does feel so special to me. Um, And it feels like a gift that is taking its time to share with the world because I'm having to kind of navigate two worlds. One, as I said, the spirit gifting people knowledge and information about um, spiritual paths and spiritual growth, methodologies of color psychology, chakras. Some of my clients don't even know what a chakra is when I start working with them. Had that happen um, at the end of last week, which is beautiful. Um, And then, of course, traditional interior design. So I haven't seen anyone else that's weaving the two worlds together. um, And there's a reason why I felt that necessary, which I'm sure will come as we discussing. Yeah. So it's, it is. Definitely nice.
0: Yes, it definitely sounds like it. And just, um, I mean, it's just such an, there's just so much in both of those areas to cover. So I completely understand what you mean when you say, you know, you're on your own journey and just that, you know, discovering things for yourself and then adding those to what you can offer your clients. So that's really fantastic. Could we just stop there for a moment? And with the color psychology and chakras, could you tell someone who might not know, like you said, you had a client the other week, what that even means? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: Let's go. Let's go to step one, uh, phase one. So there's seven different chakra centers within our body and effectively they're power centers. And when we're in conjunction with them, when we're in movement and flow with them, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful um, symphony. It's like going to the opera. They've all got their place within our body system and they all keep parts of our body, mind, soul, and spirit uh, vibrations in alignment. But when we walk through this human experience in no knowledge or no conscious communication with them, it can be our power centers can be there performing and if we're not aware of them they can be reasons why we are in stress we're in suffering we're possibly even in ill health um and so as i started to find more knowledge about the chakras um i actually st- they they each have a color that represents them so they start from out what we would call kind of our base so that's kind of right down um, I suppose by our genitals if you like and then we kind of move upward to the bottom right to the crown of the head um, and that they're, they're, they're centered in that in that portal that um, column but uh, effectively each is aligned with a color and I kind of got fascinated by that and of course what each chakra represented and then I started to realize that the scientific I suppose you would call it more educational color psychology um symbolization of each of those chakra colors was actually speaking about the same thing. And again, I I don't know anyone else that's weaving those two methodologies together um, because they do represent different things. The chakras is representing the spiritual world. And as I say, the color psychology is representing more the Western world. So for me, I'm weaving lots of different things, which is what I love because I've always had passions for many artistic things. And the way I'm now working allows me to weave East and West. It allows me to weave kind of spirit and human life. It allows me to weave lots of different vibrations and multi-dimensions all at the same time to give the client a experience.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is just so cool. Like (laughs) it just blows my mind. I love it. So, okay. How did you, how did you get started on this journey? Like how did you, where did you start?
1: Hmm started on the mind interiors journey or started on the interior design journey
0: i guess even yeah okay let's start from interior design
1: okay so interior design i as i say i've graduated for 10 years which i think is a really nice place to be in my career at the moment a decade gives you quite a lot of time to reflect on what what you've loved and what has worked for you and maybe also what hasn't so I'm in that phase of my career and then I studied for four years in design different design courses and I went straight into a building company for four years which was a very very masculine um, approach to interior design and I got thrown right in the deep end being the only interior designer in the building company this was in Sydney my hometown and it was beautiful I was it was it was challenging and I got pulled in many directions by a lot of different men and um, I was expected to be in a lot of different places at a lot of different times but what was really special and unique about it was I got to be in gumboots on building sites just um, hanging out with electricians and plumbers and builders and apprentices and um, site surveyors and project managers for a good part of the week, which is super unusual. When you come straight out of college, you usually get put behind a desk and typically behind AutoCAD, which is an amazing thing because it gives you great skill set um, in regards to more of an architectural mindset. But my journey was very different. And that's such a reflection of who I am. I'm typically someone who is more of a Jump in, hands, craft, making, building, playing, touching, type of type of personality. Um, And that's where my interior design career has led. It's now going in more of a place of, as I say, really working very personally with clients, giving them an experience that is about designing their home and is about bringing in beautiful home furnishings um, right through to structural design. um, But also, as I say, speaking about their emotional body. So that's, how interior design has always been my one and only. There, there wasn't really a time where I thought about any other profession. Um, my mother, bless her heart, said several times as I was kind of going through those later years of year eleven and twelve here in Australia, um, where you start to think about what you're going to go into next in your tertiary education, or even what project you're going to do in. Um, for your high school certificate, your last kind of final exam. And uh, lots of people were trying to put new different things in my mind. What about product design and what about this and that and visual merchandising and how can you make this a little bit more kind of commercial? And uh, that was just never where I was able to go. Um, so I always just followed my heart and that has has finally it has been very much something that has built over time, but I have finally found, as we just spoke about, the niche that really is going to serve me. But what's so beautiful is I'm now really starting to think about the greater good of, of the world, of the greater kind of consciousness and uh, community. And so for now, it's not about me anymore. It's actually about serving mm-hmm. the greater collective and where this can go.
0: Yeah, that's so important as well. I always love to talk about having a why that's bigger than yourself behind what you're doing and just how motivating that is. I mean, it's really hard to get in the way of someone who's on such a mission. Have you found that to be true for you? Definitely, definitely. And I haven't always had that greater, well,
1: yeah, I haven't always had the greater why, I suppose that is the right wording. Um, And I think that it was, it was interesting, as I said to you before, did you want to know about the interior design or the mind interior? And I think it was only when I found the mind interior that I found my greater why. So, Mm. um, I could elaborate on that if you like. Yeah,
0: definitely. (laughs) I also wanted to ask like when your, um, when did the personal, your own sort of interest in personal development start, or maybe you're going to go into that, but that'd be great for you to, to talk about as well.
1: Yeah, well I suppose in a way they're one in the same, but um I'll I'll go into the greater why of mind interiors and how I came to found that find that because it relates to interior design as a whole, but uh, I love my my industry of interior design. I love its diversity and I respect everyone that's that's doing their thing. I truly believe we all have our own gifts and our own paths. But what I was personally finding was that I was having consultations with too many clients that were coming to me with binders and filofaxes that were two inch deep of all of these beautiful magazine clippings. This was at the start of their project and their, our initial briefing. And as I was flicking through them, I was finding that actually there was about five homes in this, in this one filofax, which they felt was going to be their next building project or their next home and interior design and it was my job as the interior designer that they had appointed to really be objective and I I do feel very much that that is my job and so I still employ that in every single project and so I would often say to clients there's five projects here and if I built you all of what you're showing me here you would either have a very mismatched home or you would be spending five times the amount because I would build you five homes not one. And so it was a matter of pairing back, and that's when I really started to acknowledge that there was a greater emotional connection to what people were choosing. And sometimes they were choosing these, as I say, very vastly variant images, but the one connection might have been the fact that there was green flickering through each image, even though they actually didn't, once we really started to analyse it to the nth degree, did they really want this provincial tapware? Did they really want heavy timber work? Did they really? And it was like, no, 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 but actually, I really like that thread of green that's through these very vastly different images. And so that's how I started to appreciate that there was a greater relevance to colour and the emotional benefits that colour can bring into our home. And I really wanted to, I was finding a lot of clients were saying to me, design me white fresh I you know this is what I want for my home and I was kind of like I can design you white fresh of course I love white interiors they do have a place but I can design everyone white fresh so I really wanted again I suppose I like to go I like to ask the questions that no one else is willing to ask I like to put people on the spot when others might find it uncomfortable I like to be more present with a client, whereas other people might say that that's overstepping a boundary between client and friend or client and business mm. um, connection. So for me, I I, I I suppose that came with finding my spiritual journey, which, um, which happened in January of 2016 um, when I went to India for the first time. There was something... <laughs> India, <laughs> India. Cliché, but it's it's how it happened. Um, there was something, I moved to London in the June of 2015. And London is a big place that really asks you to, well, really calls you to find yourself, I believe. If you haven't yet, when you get thrown into London, which is scale-wise very large and can feel very emotionally large as well when you first arrive, that six months was very much a place of me trying to find who I was going to be friends with, who I was as a person, who I wanted to vibrationally connect with, because I truly believe that your vibe attracts your tribe. And um, I was finding way, I was finding myself and finding some grounding, but also finding no grounding at the same time. So I was in this bizarre kind of sphere of. Yes, I love where I am and I knew I wanted to remain in London, but I kind of wasn't planted. I wasn't grounded and I could, I was very floaty at the time. Now looking back, I can, I can feel that. And uh, then I suppose, as I say, something called me and I met. It was a, an alignment of cosmic stars and everything happening at the right time in the right place that uh, a spiritual teacher I had been following for a long time came to London in November and I met her and she was Australian, but she she lives all over the world. And so it was, a, as I say, a, a chance divinity that we're in the same place at the same time. And she was having a yoga and feminine embodiment uh, retreat in the January in India. And she was like, you have to be there. And then, of course, things that you know you're meant to be at, as soon as like, she left and we parted ways, the only thing I could think about was this feminine embodiment retreat and at the time I was like feminine embodiment what is this like what what is is this like okay cool we'll do yoga each morning that's great that's kind of the only thing I was familiar with and then I was like Shakti what's this and like dancing what's what what do you mean like expressive ecstatic dance and what what are all these things so I, I as I do often I went with not knowing anything and I think had I have known that we were going to be talking about The womb and the yoni and, you know, our sexual power and all of these things, I don't know if I would have actually gone. Um, So sometimes it's better to, to, as they even say in business, to just jump before you even are ready um, and just do what what you know your heart is calling because going to that yoga retreat literally has set my life in a completely different trajectory and um, I'm forever grateful to that teacher who I still follow and I still, she's a complete beloved of mine. She's still very much in my field and she still teaches me things all the time. Um, but in, in the journey of what's now pretty much right on two years, um, it's a beautiful time to talk to you. Uh, I've met countless other stunning teachers that are teaching me all sorts of different things as well.
0: That's amazing. And was uh, your move from Sydney to London, was that your first overseas move?
1: No, I had previously to that, I had done an internship for interior design in a very um, kind of prolific uh, company in Los Angeles with a very, very beautiful interior designer, Kelly Wurstler. And I had also lived and worked as an interior designer in Hong Kong as well.
0: Hey! Wow. So that was your third. And was had, did you spend a lot of time in Hong Kong and LA, or were they like a smaller move, a short term?
1: LA was short term. The internship was um, four weeks, so I was there for for kind of six weeks in LA, Um, but it was amazing. As I say, very, very big firm on a world scale and doing really, really big, large scale residential projects, which was amazing to witness and be a part of. And uh, what was brilliant is that I wasn't sat in the corner cutting apps. Magazines, or doing coffee runs, or changing the bin liner. I was um, I was doing bits and pieces of that because everyone was, but I was also asked on the first day what I wanted to learn, and they were really, really beautiful at allowing me to be an assistant to a senior interior designer that um, literally just shared every single piece of her project with me. So that was absolutely beautiful experience. Um, so I would highly recommend to anyone that's starting out to really follow follow your dream. I speak to a lot of people about that experience. And when I say the name Kelly worse, like everybody says the same thing. They're like, how did you get that? <sighs> Cause this woman is kind of the forefront of the interior design industry. And my answer is I asked, and mm. it's really that, um, this was in 2010, so it was a long time ago. And um, yeah, I, I I was young. I was, I can't even remember now, but I was probably about 23. And, um, I just sent her an email and I asked, and it's, it's, if, if it's meant to be, if you are truly vibrating in the right capacity to align with that gift and that person. And if it's, if it's meant to be part of your calling, it will happen. It will happen with grace. It will happen through nurturement to yourself and to your, um, your, your gifts, your internal gifts that you're working towards. Um, and it will happen. So I, Mm -hmm. I definitely really, really recommend asking, asking the people that you are, um, to connect and, and asking for help. Um, that's something that I, I learned long time after that to actually ask people for help is, is a really beautiful thing that we often kind of, for some weird reason, the, um, social, programming around that is a little bit strange. It's like, if you ask for help, then obviously you're not doing well, but actually it's, it's, it's a really beautiful thing to co-collaborate with people. Um, and Definitely. you can only do that by, by speaking up. So I highly recommend that.
0: That's a great and then- piece of advice asking just in general, actually, <laughs> I think I mentioned this book in all of my interviews so far, but that's because it was just such uh, it's had such a huge impact on me. And that is um, Brene Brown's Braving the Wilderness. And she actually talks <laughs> about this, about how, and actually she talks about it in in the, about asking questions. So more about curiosity and asking for help, <laughs> but about uh, we have this, th- this thing where we need to be the expert. And so we don't want to, uh, we don't want to admit that we might not know something which is what asking Mm -hmm. for help or asking a question does. So we just don't ask, but then we don't have any benefit because we actually never learn the information (laughs) and how, yeah, if you just like, even just adopt a beginner's mindset and just ask people what their point of view is on something, like just how much more information you have just because of that. So, but, and I, I also think the other point on the asking is that there's probably most people are thinking, oh, I wouldn't. I won't get it. There's no point. And can you imagine for every yes. one of you thinking that there's definitely at least one other and probably hundreds of other people thinking the exact same thing. So, yes. You've got more of a chance asking for the putting yourself out there in a way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. To- I I
1: completely agree. And it's it's definitely something that i i am so grateful that seven you know as i said that was in 2010 it's now 2018 um so eight, eight years on i have i have learned this through through you know manifesting the experiences that come into my life um this idea of having a beginner's mindset, being a little bit more vulnerable um, and uh, another book that I would highly recommend to your listeners as well, it, just on the Brene Brown thread. I have not read the, the Wilderness one. Um, what's the t- actual title? Braving the Wilderness. Power, Braving the Wilderness. I, I did see that on Audible yesterday, so I must go and download it. But uh, The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown is was a life changer for me. So really be- beautiful book. And on, I mean, she does so beautiful, such beautiful work around this idea of of just dropping shame, which is kind of what I was saying about the social programming around. As I said, just asking, like, why should there be shame around that? Just, just get in, have fun. Let's make life way more playful. Is what I'm kind of learning. As I say, eight years on, I'm just learning that life does not have to be so so serious. <laughs> Somehow, we leave school, and there's this idea of, I mean, I, I as I say, if I kind of go back, like, I think I graduated from design college in 2007 and then went to kelly Worcester in 2010 and it was all very so much so serious back then now that i look back like i'm having i had fun in all experiences that i've done but i like the fun that i'm having right now in life life as i said is is now kind of a merging of play and work and the two kind of come together as much as they are separate Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, they really are just one in the same um and and yeah it's beautiful to be in that space
0: definitely when do you think that shift happened when you realised the importance of play and work oh i think that's been like kind of recent
1: um mm. by recent I say like six months um but i've recently had um five weeks living in ubud in bali and i wanted to go there between finishing my living my time of living in london and my time of relocating to sydney australia and the reason i wanted to do that is it fell right in amongst november december um so christmas and i didn't want to my spiritual journey has led me to a place where at the moment i'm looking into themes around unconditional love around not needing as many possessions around dropping expectation of people of places of of even things you know why do we need certain material possessions to to provide us with happiness when really happiness is is present moment it's it's this interview it's having this beautiful space and time to look at you in the eye and to speak about these beautiful things and to expand our experience in this exact moment so for me i didn't want to be running in and out of stores and buying a lot of presents. I really wanted to give um kind of the gift of of just my my love to people mm. and presents and kind words and words of affirmation and um so I, I set out on more of a spiritual path for five weeks in Ubud and it was completely life changing and um mesmerizing and that place in particular really believes in play like on Sundays there's an ecstatic dance that happens where almost 80% of the community go there's just 150 people dancing wildly together um, in this open air kind of large hut bungalow and um, it's just the most coming together and it we there's kind of a a running joke that that's, that's our church. And that's where we go to pray and (laughs) dancing wildly is our version of prayer. And, uh, and that's just one example of, of how exhilarating that experience is on a Sunday and then kind of the Sunday afternoon becomes a time of rest and, and more of an inward journey of maybe going going to a sauna or something like that and then you kind of allow that energy to fall into your new week. Um, and so I'm now in Sydney and, and integrating some of these practices. Um, so my, my day is journeying in a different way every single day. I, I start my day with a, a breath practice now. For 15 minutes which completely transforms how I energetically commence the day um
0: what so, sort of breath yeah, life- what sort of breath work is it
1: um so I do 15 minutes of very very conscious breath where it's a lot slower and I also in that time do a chakra alignment mm. um moment i'm very conscious of my sacral chakra because it's a little bit out of alignment the sacral chakra for me came in quite a lot in 2017 um and now i'm actually amending my my actual um posture um so uh, the physical body so last year was very much about the energetical um connections with the sacral chakra and my belief systems and more of the the internal um energy body and now Whilst I was in Ubud, so around about December, um, I realised that I've been living with this idea that just because I have a big booty, um, (laughs) I am allowed to have a sway back, which when – I don't want to kind of take this into too much of a specific – too too specific but um when our sacral chakra through something like for example a sway back is very very inward that means that we're not as open to receive in that area so if i actually start to as i say re-mechanicalize my posture and allow my sacral chakra to come out from underneath that sway um i will be opening up to to a lot more potential and the sacral chakra all sits around self-worth money abundance um and also kind of sex um, partnership, um, sacred sensuality, whether it's even with yourself or a sacred partnership with a beloved. So I'm in a place where I'm allowing that to actually open. And literally each day as I do this conscious breath and that's, I realized in 2017 in a totally different time with totally different teacher that I was breathing incorrectly, which a lot of us go about our whole life doing so. So the conscious breath is a lot of, Beautiful big breath into the belly, allowing it to expand like a pregnant belly, mm-hmm. and then outwards, allowing the, the heart to open and flare out. Mm-hmm. And so that's just breath. And then I do a fire breath, which is an exaggerated breath of <laughs> which really energizes the body. And then I do five minutes of kind of expressive movement where I'm just breathing, and I might um, I do a, a, a mantra at the moment, kind of a chant. So again, I'm constantly weaving spirituality into my everyday life. So that's my kind of morning exercise instead of going for a run, which is is great for other people, and I fully support whatever you feel a resonance towards.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely the power of movement, and especially for expression which is a way that most people wouldn't use unless they're a dancer potentially um, is just to shift your energy is so powerful and as you were talking about ecstatic dance I haven't ever been to an official ecstatic dance but I've been to five rhythms which is in mm. London and it's so amazing. I've been to the one in Vauxhall and it's in a church, amazingly, and it's just this community of people completely, you know, drugs, alcohol, its none of that's allowed. Everybody is completely sober. And um, mm. you're working through these five different rhythms. So they're really like different, um, uh, different paces and so you work up to the, the peak and then you go back down again and it is incredible how you feel after it. And also just the sense of community, of bringing people just dancing their hearts out, like you said. So I think that is, um, yeah, that's just, that the, the power of that is definitely something to watch. And for anyone listening out there, if you've never tried it before, there are other ones you can do. Like there's even Koya, which um, she has free movement videos online. And they're amazing to just dance like, whatever your truth is in that moment and mm. it's it really it it is a form of meditation because it's really connecting mm. you to the present moment and getting you out of your thinking mind which um, is really Absolutely. what meditation is about so thank you Absolutely. for sharing that that I I can I mean I just hear so many uh, stories from people that I have in my own community who have gone to Bali and have just said how, life-changing it was it really seems like such a spiritual little epicenter and Mm. i i for one can't wait to go um but i wanted to know with um when you moved to london what was the uh, what was the reason for uh, what was yeah what was the motivation behind moving to london just out of curiosity
1: of course so Moving to London is still as I say pre-mind interiors being birthed into this world and in hindsight it was me chasing my ego, which is could be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So again, I'll try and keep this kind of brief, but, uh, I, it was, it was still a beautiful, um, sense of synchronicity. I was, I had been back from Hong Kong into Sydney for about two years. And that's always kind of the time where you either really settle down and start building like a full time, fully grounded, fully rooted home. And, um, or, you know, when you're a someone who lives through experience, um, you might start getting those those kind of wandering eyes and those um, itchy feet. So mm-hmm. I wanted another experience and um, I saw, I think I was online, literally sometimes I just have these research hours where one beautiful in design, interior design article will lead me to another, to another, to another and then all of a sudden I'm moving to London is kind of how it mm-hmm. happened. And I saw this article of top 100 um, it was by House and Garden, I believe. And um, they do it annually. And it's the top 100 design firms in the UK, I think. I don't think it's worldwide. I th- think it was UK specific. And so for me, I was like, whoa, 100 amazing design firms. And they have just this fun little kind of popcorn question questionnaire that they ask all the winners. And it's kind of just what projects are you doing? And where are you based? And all of these things. And all of these design firms were speaking about the fact that their projects were in France and Italy and Russia and to an Australian who had, yes, traveled and um, and I suppose in a way traveled quite extensively. I had traveled personally on a three month kind of backpacking around Europe trip, um, but I'd never worked in Europe. So for me, I was like, wow, this is so cool. And I thought, you know, I just want to, I want to have that experience of, of having a project an interior design project in Russia and what would that be like and what's you know how do you um converse with the client and all of these things and that was literally I saw that article and I I went set out about getting the visa and the visa usually takes six weeks and I got it in a week so I took that as a big sign that (laughs) I was meant to go So all of a sudden I had not told any friends, any family. I was sitting in my, like, beautiful Bondi house with my beautiful housemates and my beautiful mother not too far away and then had this visa to to the UK. And so I thought, oh, okay, I need to organise myself. (laughs) So about five weeks later I ended up in London. Oh, that's so cool.
0: Because the reason I asked is just um, I think that – I know you said that London calls you to find yourself, which I think is a beautiful way mm-hmm. to put it. I um, I think that for most people, any sort of long-term overseas move is an incredible way to get to know who you are because moving away from everything you mm-hmm. know, including you know, family, friends, culture, maybe your job. Um, And trying something different just really shakes you up and um, puts you in a space where you have to find like, who am I? I think I think it's incredible. That was my motivation for moving was because I wanted to find my purpose. So I was like, I know that I will by making this huge move um yeah yeah, so i'm always just interested to understand what the motivations are of other people who move over and um yeah i know australia can seem so far away from uh, many parts of the world but there are so many australians over in london or abroad and I think it's just um, that adventure, that sense of adventure that we seem to be <laughs> known for um, is a really great thing because we bring that back and we share it with the people around us, but we also step into our authenticity, which in my opinion is what we're all here to do. And that's how we serve mm-hmm. and create and innovate, which is so important to elevating all of our consciousness. So Absolutely. Anyway, that's a bit of a tangent, but <laughs> I think just if anyone's considering it, uh, yeah, and, and you're looking for a sign, maybe this is your sign. <laughs> um, <laughs> Absolutely. So, Stacey, are there were, were there any other like key moments along your journey that really were like, a bit of a wake up call for you, or caused you to think, okay, um, this is something I need to pay attention to. Hmm.
1: You wake up um well as i said i did end up working for one of the firms in the article that i read um which when i got offered the job i didn't even really realize until after i started and i was kind of whoa okay yeah and then the key learning for me was it didn't end up being what I thought it was going to be, and I think, as I say, it, I was chasing my ego, and I really wanted to be in one of these top 100, and it, you know, it needed to be, um, it needed to be that for me to feel that I had the validation of self-confidence that I could do what I knew I loved, mm. which was interior design. And so, of course, as I say, I've been on this two-year personal growth and personal um, development, spiritual growth uh, journey, and through that journey, a lot of it has been the discovery of self-worth and self-love. And so what I need to do... What I did then, now, no, because I'm a completely different human, wired completely differently, and my self worth and self confidence and self love is in a completely different place. But of course, we need to journey to get there. So, and and one of the bravest things that I did was shifting from from that role and starting Mind Interiors, um, because to anyone looking in, they would have thought that. I had just started this incredible job in Marlebone in London and I was working on huge multi-million pound projects in Chelsea and to stand in my full truth and really say I don't like Mm. this is huge. Um, it was very emotional. It took a lot to do that. Um, but why I wanted to do that was because as I have started to mention, I really wanted to be designing in a completely different way. And, and that particular role allowed me to really, really, really see that, as you say, that, that guiding point, it was like, whoa, like I couldn't possibly for. Even one more, one moment longer, ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was starting to, to. I remember having an astrology reading, and I kind of said to her, "You know, I'm not enjoying." designing anymore and this is really and it was just because the energy um exchange was completely its it was beautiful in its own right but we were working for property developers which is not so personal because they're not actually going to live in the home and and it was in that moment that I kind of made that vow that I want work directly with the homeowner um or directly with i I've I have quite a quite an interest in this exact moment. I haven't had so much um kind of physical experience with it, but I have quite an interest in the idea of boutique hotels and also um potentially retreat spaces, so accommodation in retreat spaces where people go to do these personal journeys and spiritual journeys. Um like the feminine embodiment that I was speaking about before. And the reason, although that I wouldn't be designing specifically for the, the exact human, the one-to-one connection is I would be designing for people that wanted a very, very highly nurtured experience. So I feel there is a, a connection to that clientele, but for me at the moment, my, my clientele and where that guiding post that whole moment led me is I really want to be working very, very personally with people, which is what I was always very, very good at in my first role with the building company. Um, I was working again only in residential and I was building relationships with people for years. Uh, Sometimes projects went for two or three years and um, you would end up knowing their sock color and their car color and their children's names and how old their children are and um why one child wanted to pick a clear glass shower screen versus a gray glass shower (laughs) screen it's like really infinite details um or, or not infinite details are infinite but finite details that make your relationship with that client really special and so that's what I now pride Mind Interiors does to the absolute nth degree, and um, it's what I want to keep doing, and it's what I want to be known for, and if I can use the word famous for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as you say, it's it's really beautiful to find my why, and uh, for me, it's really it uh, it really honestly does something to my heart that I know that. I'm gifting people so much more than just a beautiful kitchen or so much more than just a beautiful home or or whatever the fact that I'm going on an inward journey with them is so special to me
0: yeah that's so so beautiful did Mm. did you um so you like that yeah, that, uh, having that event where you've got to make this big decision to leave something behind that you had thought would be something other than what it was, and then making the decision to pivot <laughs> and go in another mm-hmm. direction. And then that's how uh, Mind Interiors then um, was born. So t- mm-hmm. tell, tell me a little bit more about, so did you, fr- knowing that you wanted that personal connection and the type of clients that you wanted to work with, how then did you come up with mind interiors like the concept behind it did that come immediately or was that more of a little a journey that you took or just yeah how did that happen um trying to think uh I think I think fairly quickly
1: chakras were coming into my world and and as I say, so much of this is, is out of your hands. My life doesn't really work in the sense of, or certainly not anymore, in the sense of, chakras. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to reach research that. And then I'm going to do my homework and then I'm going to decide if I like them. It's no, no, no. That just, it's (laughs) it's, maybe just is my personality and how I work. And now my programming of being such a free spirit, but my field is, is quite different. It's I, I believe in flow and I believe in living in a very fluid, um, way now and some people look at me and think oh my gosh if she just kind of did 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 more but i don't believe in do do doing quite as much um i believe in allowing 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 giving grace giving grace giving grace Um, so i from memory chakras were coming into my field. I was starting to hear more about, and I think I had even gone to a a talk in London by kind of who I would call the queen of chakras in the Western world. And her name's Anadaya Judith. I just bought her book. uh, (laughs) Ah, yay. (laughs) Uh, Her books are effectively my uh, my university books.
0: Okay, you know what's so funny? Right before we, um, I called you. Um, I have like a whole pile of my books just sitting here, stacked up, and the this that book just was like screaming out at me, and I thought, I wonder if I should mention this book and. <laughs> And look Sorry. at that, and then, then it just comes up. It's like it, it was meant to be spoken about. <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely. And there you go. There's flow. Um, so I, I, I think I went to a talk by her. Started getting very mesmerised in a way, and didn't even really know where it was going. But like, oh, there's something really interesting here. Okay, this is it. This is I need to know more. And then, yeah, I think. I think it just came together and then I started to do where I did start. So I think the fascination became with from the chakras and then I think if, and this is the beautiful play of the feminine and the masculine working together is that kind of came in in flow and grace and beauty and just divinity and kind of cosmic fascination. And then I started to, as I was, kind of joking around with before, I did start to actually do a lot of research around color psychology of colors. And that was me going to a computer, being more in my masculine, seeking, looking for answers. And I found a lot of really beautiful information under Deepak Chopra. So Mm -hmm. I started to then look into audiobooks by him and started to um take on some of his spiritual teachings which I, I absolutely love um and he speaks a lot about the the color psychology which I I didn't realize was was information that he would be um associated to no. so no so that's online so I have for the most part so far been um either self-taught with the um with the areas of color psychology and chakras and then as i say so many different beautiful teachers in regards to spirituality um sound healing sound medicine um and also kind of the sound medicine that i'm speaking about is around uh crystal bowls which all come in their own Uh, colors and their own beautiful so crystals have come into my life a lot so understanding the healing properties of different crystals and natural minerals that come out of the earth and then looking into what colors they are and so therefore associating the color with the emotional body and starting to also train myself in that regard as well and then um, going to courses by teachers like Anadea Judith and uh, I hope to actually go and do some intensive training with her 2018 that would just starting to manifest that don't have any plan but just starting to feel a beautiful vibration towards going to San Francisco for that
0: um
1: but yes it just
0: really came came together like that I love it I love that you've mentioned um three of my favorite words which is flow alignment and manifestation and I think Mm -hmm. uh well I'm sure that some of our listeners won't know what they mean, but, um, the way that you've told your story, that's really gives a great example of flow, just trusting, following your inspiration, your, your, um, curiosity, your passion, and running with that into the uncertainty, as opposed to a path that might be laid out before you in some way. And, but, you, even your decision to move away from the job that you initially had uh, in London and and go into Mind Interiors. And and, and imagine if you hadn't have gone with that, that little nudge, like Mind Interiors mm-hmm. may not have ever been born and you could be in a job that you still weren't loving every single day. And we as a community would be missing out on the incredible mm-hmm. – um, uh, yeah, the, the incredible idea that you've shared with everyone. And I mean, I just I mean, you you will need to be um, helping me design my house when when I settle down somewhere. I think it's just so incredible. But yeah, that the idea of being in alignment, of, you know, what lights you up in the present moment and also um, consciously creating the life that you want. And, uh, that's where I bring in manifestation and how important that is to be intentional about what it is you're trying to create, like really, um, what you really, really want, not the, not the surface level things, but what you really want behind that. And really your approach to interior design is all about understanding what those intentions are from your clients. Mm-hmm which is Mm -hmm. just amazing. I I think it's so fantastic. But anyway, I could talk about that forever with you. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) so I just wanted to know, um, we, I, you might've already, you've already touched on some advice, um, for yourself, but is there any other advice you would give your younger self on this journey of finding, discovering your truth, your purpose?
1: Finding your truth and your purpose. It's okay. So, my one piece of advice, which I'm going through again now, this was a huge theme for me in 2016, um, is trust. And it's one simple five-letter word, but it's, whoa, so powerful. <laughs> um, and as I say, it's come up for me again in Bali, in Ubud. And um, so now I'm kind of sitting with that, feeling into that and working with it. And I'm still in the same place that I have been before of that funny, niggly place where you think, yes, but I, I am trusting. And then something happens and you go, oh, there's another <laughs> layer of trust that and so, when I say what I what I the advice, when I say that trust is what I would give my my younger self as advice, I would partner that or pair that with, um, with a secondary layer of, when you think you're trusting, trust a little bit more.
0: Mm. I, I
1: think, that's, mm, I think that's what I'm feeling into.
0: Uh, yeah. That's great. I think Gabby Bernstein actually has. Um, she, she says something about, I think it's when you think you've surrendered, surrender some more, which is along mm, the exactly. same lines. <laughs> Did you, do yeah. you, when you th- talk about trust, are you talking about um, trusting the process, the universe, trusting yourself, your intuition? Are you talking about all of it? <laughs> all, of it. <laughs> all of it. All of it. All of it. Um,
1: as I say, at the moment, I'm very, very much in a place of working around shifting judgment. I'm actually about to start listening to Gabby Bernstein's The Judgment Detox Audible. Um, I'm not, I'm, 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 I like, I'm not, it's rare that I sit down and fully read a book, um, which I would love to change. It's, it's something I suppose I'm working towards. Um, but as I in. love Audible.
0: Oh, okay. So as in you, you, you read through audible, like listening to it, but you'd prefer to, um, or at least make some time to sit down and read a physical book.
1: Yeah, I love the idea of physical books, but I I don't know, my programming, even if I'm loving the book and I truly have a book at the moment that I'm loving, I fall asleep within 20 minutes. It's like reading is just literally one of the most relaxing things for me, but relaxing in the sense that I fall
0: asleep. No, I completely (laughs) understand. Yeah, no, I understand. I had a problem with uh, reading books as well. Um, after doing a law degree, I <laughs> it was just they just oh, made me God go God. to sleep. So, yeah. uh, but Audible was a was a blessing because I then could just get through so many books. And now because I've been listening to Audible for. I don't know, I think I've been using it for a year and a half. And now um, because it's gotten me back into the process of wanting to read and learn and and all of that, there are specific books that now I will buy only in hard copy because I listen to them Mm -hmm. on Audible and then I'm like, oh, I need the hard copy though, because how am I going to go back and refer to this all the time? So I use a combination of both. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, you just got to do whatever you can to um, that will get you to, um, consume the information, you know, get it in your system. Exactly. So whatever works.
1: Exactly. Totally. Totally. But, uh, but back to your question. So trust is, is, as you say, in regards to all of that, and I suppose my younger self, I would probably, if I had to bring it into a deeper connection to one of those things, it would be trust yourself. Because once you Uh, Like another big lesson for me last year was realising that the universe is not this external god that is sitting in a higher realm than us. Actually, the universe is within, first and foremost, and then the universe is within all of us and then we are making one larger universe of co-consciousness. Um, and so now I see the universe as something very different to how I have been using the the idea of the universe, um, in regards to living my life and manifesting. So that, as I say, takes it back to trust within thyself. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think my younger self, definitely had great moments like that internship in los angeles where i was in such flow everything about that from booking flights and the travel and the accommodation that i ended up staying in, to each and every single day in that office was was a great flow of beauty and grace and ease and um and and just fun and like smiles and laughter Um, None of it was resistance. Um, But then there's been times with my younger self where there was a lot of resistance and suffering. And those times are definitely when you're just simply, as you say, there might be a lot of uncertainty and you're just not trusting. Um, And and I'm in a moment in this exact time where I'm showcasing mind interiors to the, to the Part of the world that is Sydney, Australia, and um, about to launch a global cushion collection to heal all of our chakras. So I'm in a place of a lot of new beginnings, and uh, trust is is a big part of part of that. Um, Absolutely. So
0: yeah, because you're stepping out further, expanding further. And so that, of course, always brings up our own our upper limit. And um, we need to keep constantly raising that. And also, I, I think, you know, it just makes you human. But that's that's so amazing that you've identified that that's something because I think if you can foreshadow it, then you can plan for how you can deal with it. And um, yes. so Stacey, is there any advice that you would give to someone who uh, maybe is sitting here listening to this today and is just thinking, oh, I I just have no idea how to even get started. I have so many different interests, but I'm just not, uh, I just, I just, I really want to do something meaningful, but I just don't know where to start. I feel lost.
1: Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I've so been there, so it's all good. <laughs> um, me And I just <laughs> and evolving in this moment. So I think I think it's a few things. I think, as I just said, it is I, the big thing for me that I have, I suppose, overcome slash overcoming daily is I had this. I don't know where I got it from specifically without sitting here for a long time starting to analyze this, but I had this belief system that everything had to be perfect before I would even start. And I constantly was wanting to be at what was called what would have been considered like phase 50 which was me in a studio with clients uh making lots of money and you know working with beautiful beautiful outstanding materials and hard finishes and soft finishings and there is a lot of amazing interior designers that i would call my mentors my guides um and um And I I love them for being in my field, but sometimes you have to remember that they are probably 10 or 20 years your senior and they are in a very different place to you and they are in a different place both as I say, it's, it's, you know, I now have this greater consciousness of the fact that life is not one dimensional. They're in a different place to you financially, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, intellectually. Um, and sometimes you might, and it's not about who's ahead or, or not. It's just different places because you might spiritually be a lot more evolved or, or not. Um, but it is just about remembering, where you're at. And if you're at the very beginning, realize that the beginning is beautiful. And it took me, as I say, a long time to actually really feel into the beauty of that. Um, And I think um, the other thing I would say is that having multi, multi passions or multi disciplines is, is actually a really beautiful thing. Again, I use that as a long time as a, as a sense of confusion. Um, And it was Marie Forleo, who may who said she's very good at one-liners. That I, I love Marie folio TV, and mm-hmm. she she has that catch line of, the world needs your special gift. But um, she's very good at one-liners like that. And and she was doing a Marie TV around, is is it a distraction to have multi passions or not? And I remember hearing that and thinking. Great. That was a really beautiful um, affirmation, like uh, um, affirmative for me. And then second to that, when I went to this, as I say, this spiritual, um, feminine embodiment retreat with the the woman's name is sarah jane pierman you can look her up on on facebook Um, she also and I, i this was a really beautiful inspiration for me she also in her yoga teachings uses part dance and part archetypes and part yoga and part hatha yoga with vinyasa yoga and she kind of said you know, I often in my yoga teacher trainings was very put into these specific dynamics. You have to be this and you have to be this. And she kind of felt too, um, limited. And I, and, and I really resonated with that. And at the time I was exactly where you're speaking about your, um, your target audience and, and your beautiful beloved following is that, uh, I was the same. I was kind of like loving interior design, but loving color and thought for a while, was I actually going to go into textiles? Was I actually going to go into like design, you know, just designing homewares? And I played with the idea of having a homeware store for years and I was going in and around. And uh, rather than, so what I would recommend is like write down all of the things. Like I've also had my own boutique catering company, um, which I set up in so, like, I've gone into food, I've gone into, like, styling. Um, so write down all the things that you love and, like, mind map it out. I'm a very visual person and most people that are creative are the same. Um, and and I did that and it kept evolving and evolving and then, you know, as you can imagine, spirituality and personal development started to add on to the mind map and, and then somehow this birthed. And so it's – my advice is – love all of your loves and keep nurturing them. In the meantime, keep nurturing you because once I found my own self-love is when I really found my business because I think that the self-love needed to grow before the business, which isn't necessarily the way that a lot of people do business. But I feel like I'm in a very, very blessed place now that I, each and every day I'm doing my business from such a soulful place, which if I had have worked in more of a masculine sense of just push, 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 hustle, 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 which I know is a bit of a buzzword, which is not so much my vocabulary, um, I would be in such a different business and I'd be working with such different clients and it would be so much less gentle and playful and fun. And so... I think nurture yourself, nurture your, each and every single one of your loves, and know that it will birth how it's meant to birth if you
0: trust. <laughs> that is just yeah. great advice. Thank you so much. That I know that's going to help so many people listening. Um, and you know, the start from where you are—that is just—it just takes so much pressure off because you want to be. It's going to be over before you know it, and then you're going to be in some other space. So why not enjoy where you are uh, while you're mm. there? And then yes, that are loving all of your different passions and who knows how they'll all intersect in the future, like you have yeah. done with mind interiors and even like your textiles, you, you now, uh, you, you, you're now going to use that and tap into that in other ways. So yeah. it's like, it, it's just so amazing. Um, So I think that's fantastic advice for our multi-passionate people out there. And so my next question is outside of mind interiors, what are you loving at the moment? This is a question I love to ask anyone who I meet instead of um, our usual, you know, who are you and what do you do? I like to say, who are you and what do you love at the moment? (laughs) Tell me about that.
1: I love that. I love that. Um, I um, We've touched on it a little bit, so I, I, I certainly don't want to um, bore anyone, but in the name of what aesthetic dance did for me, it was literally like a form of healing. I'm now trying, what I'm loving at the moment is dance, and I'm trying to bring that into my life every day, which I haven't quite perfected in this exact moment. But, again, it's being soft with yourself and knowing that, like, it's coming in as it's meant to, but, uh, just being more available for self-expression and, uh, and in the form of like flow and contemporary dance and can more, not even dance. I think that word has such a connotation to needing to look a certain way. So for me, it's just movement. Um, so I'm loving that at the moment. Um, Oh, I'm loving lots of things. I'm loving being back in a, in a physical kitchen and cooking, um, <laughs> at cooking dinners, which sounds silly, but uh, playing with with plants and foods and color in the kitchen. Um, that's how I started a, a, a catering business. It was the color of foods that totally lured me in. So oh, I love that color, too. Color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep color in your diet. Keep keep eating our beautiful foods and and nourish yourself in through color that way as well would be another recommendation of mine.
0: Yeah, that's
1: a good one. Uh, yeah, but I'm liking um, I'm back into journaling, which came into my life in a huge way in 2016 and not so, so much in 2017. Um, I, I always carried a journal with me. It's always in my my handbag, but uh, I didn't use it so much. It was funny. I always kept questioning, thinking, wow, this is so unlike me. Um, but journaling's coming back in and I'm spending days and days um or sorry not days but uh portions of each day just with my journal and it's it's almost like I'm starting to love poetry it's like almost expression expressive mm. writing um so I suppose I'm going into a little bit more of a whimsical dream space um with as we say movement and writing and just yeah. crying creativity.
0: Well, I'm glad that you mentioned the writing because, uh, one of the things I wanted to just acknowledge you for, are your beautiful Instagram posts and, um, now on Facebook as well, we're friends. I, I love your posts. You have a real way with words and you really take the reader in and they are quite poetic. So I think that's, um, yeah, that's not surprising to me that you, uh, that you really love poetry and please, Keep sharing them with us because they really do light up my day. I love them. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> uh, so sweet. Thank you. That means, that means a lot. <laughs> anyone else is reading
1: these things yeah (laughs) I know
0: sometimes it can feel like it's falling on deaf ears but it's not they're they are they're 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 amazing I love them uh well so I know that you need to go so I'm just going to ask my last question which is Mm -hmm. what's in store for Stacey Williams in 2018 as far as you know
1: Oh, I know it's so exciting to what we don't know, but, uh, manifestation, but, uh, what I do know is I'm probably about hopefully a week or so off launching a beautiful, beautiful cushion collection, which if you can see me, I'm surrounded by, um, I've got like a forest of greens and blues and pinks and peaches, um, all in my background, in the background, which They're is beautiful. which i can't wait to share with the world and the cushion collection for me is is as as mind interiors does with with the spirit and the body and color and the home is kind of interweaving culture and color into our home and also the chakras. Um, so a lot of my cushions have influences from beautiful sacred lands like India and I haven't done a collection from Balinese fabrics yet, but I'm dying to, so that's chakra cushion collection. <laughs> it's You've got gonna to happen. Best, <laughs> best to look, stay focused is another piece of advice. <laughs> You're an extreme creative, it can be very easy to. Yeah, one thing at, at a time. Up one at a time but yes more to the point let's stay focused I am um as I say about to launch this beautiful cushion collection each cushion um is designed around a specific chakra and comes with a beautiful beautiful um hand printed uh mantra um on a lovely card that you can then frame into like a picture frame or even just keep underneath your underneath the actual cushion maybe on your bed or underneath the the um pillow that you sleep with and every night before bed a huge I didn't say this and I should have said this I suppose what I was speaking about are rituals in their own right but I'm loving at the moment rituals so but my creative writing and dance is part of my my rituals but yes want to just I because my cushions are in their own way a beautiful ritual and uh And that's what I really want to gift to the world is that this is much more than a a decorative cushion. Yes, it does that and it is beautiful and it was intentionally made to be beautiful, but it was also intentionally made to aspire you up into newer levels, newer vibrations and uh, to expand your physical space, your mental space and your emotional space. So, I'm at the stage where I'm just perfecting the mantras and about to do the photo shoot and it's really beautiful the sewing's all done the fabrics are all sourced and those are the parts where I go off on a very very personal journey but now's the stage where I get to start sharing it as you say with a greater kind of uh, it's not about me it's about serving and it's a really really exciting space to be in so please every. Stay tuned for the chakras. They'll be available on my soon to be launched website for sale. And they will also be sold through Instagram, where you can find me at the handle mind, M I N D interiors, uh, exactly as it sounds. And I'd love to say hello to you all
0: there. Oh, thank you. That's that I can't wait to uh, for them to be launched to the world because I think it's an amazing idea. I think they would make incredible gifts as well. Mm -hmm. And just having that, that like deeper layer of. Intention around something in your home that people, you know, probably just buy because they think it looks pretty. Uh, well, this could be pretty, and it has that other, uh, more spiritual layer and the protection and. Yeah, I I think it's a fantastic idea. Thank you for creating them. And also thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been such an honor to have you here. And, I mean, selfishly, I was just really, really uh, interested in who – like what Mind Interiors um, does, like I I have, you know, some understanding, but I wanted to know what you really did there, what the story was behind it and more about the work you do because I find it fascinating. And I think the advice that you've shared with us today, I mean, um, for everyone listening, like this, yeah, take note because these are just excellent points. And yeah, thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. It's been such a beautiful uh, experience to allow some of my teachings and learnings, and and the beautiful thing is, as I said, I've had so many divine human beings that are guides and teachers come into my world. So to be able to then share that on, um, it's like passing passing a beautiful gift around from from one person to the other. The six degrees of separation, and that's the thing. Our world is so small. Um, yes, and Absolutely. a beautiful chance your your beautiful listeners and uh if they want any design advice they're also welcome to inbox me in direct message on Instagram and if they mention the podcast I will without a doubt um will be able to give them a beautiful deal of some sort um oh, I can't think something right off the top of my head but if they make you. mention then we'll we'll add in some extra inclusion because um, I've got lots of beautiful... Here we go. I've thought of something. So I haven't even had a chance to talk about it, but I do with every single interior design client and I'll be launching this to the world as something that I think everyone should be doing because this allows people to get a greater understanding of themselves. So I'll be re rebranding, I suppose, is the right business terminology that this... Service has nothing to do with interior design. It actually has to do with your own um, self-discovery. I do what's called a color clarity reading with every design client. And uh, it's it allows us to see where your energetic body is resonating to now in regards to the chakras and color psychology, where you're aspiring to. So what you're manifesting, what you want to bring in, what your greater higher self is actually feeling is going to be the best path for you. So if there's that moment of i think i want to do this but i actually really want to do this it's it's by no means am i a fortune you know a clairvoyant or anything (laughs) and that's wanting to be but through the power and wisdom of color psychology i can definitely give you guidance on where your energetic body is resonating you towards and then also what you're resisting and sometimes knowing what we resist is as powerful as knowing where we want to go because once we look at why you're resisting that then it's it's a chance to understand whether that resistance is healthy or not healthy. Okay. Um, sometimes just adding 10% of that resistance in can make us grow exponentially as a person rather than constantly avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. Yeah sometimes can keep us stuck in the same place but I will happily gift and these are usually uh, 199 US dollars I would happily gift that as a complimentary to any of your beautiful oh, listeners that- message me on instagram
0: <laughs> thank you so much. That is so wonderful. What, what an incredible gift. Okay, so everybody listening, make sure you get in touch and mention the podcast. Oh, Stacey, thank you so much again. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see you again and speak to you again and continue to learn more from you. Mm, I absolutely agree. Same from you, beautiful sister. So there it is, my friends. I hope you enjoyed that wonderful conversation with the beautiful and inspiring Stacy Williams of Mind Interiors, and that you're feeling inspired to go out and really start exploring all of your wonderful interests and discover what your path might be. If you feel called to either work with Stacy or maybe purchase one of her new beautiful chakra cushions please don't forget to take advantage of her fabulous offer and make sure you mention the podcast for a complimentary color clarity reading. I know I will be. You can find her work over at www.mindinteriors.com and connect with Stacy also on Instagram or Facebook at Mind Interiors. You can also find the show notes for this episode over at www.leticiarange.com forward slash mindinteriors. Take advantage of the tools Stacey suggested for mapping out all of your interests and remembering to nurture each and every one of them, including yourself. It's such wonderful advice. And guys, if you're loving these episodes and you'd like to join my Create a Life That Is Beautiful tribe for our weekly newsletter with tools, tips and inspiration for creating a life that you love, enjoy and are inspired by, including receiving access to my 21 week free program, then please head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash subscribe and join us. I would love to welcome you. And if you're ready to step up into your life and get clear on where it is you want to head, what your mission is, how to overcome self-limiting beliefs, and really get started living the life that you truly want to live, then please reach out to me about my one-to-one coaching offerings. You can find more over at www.leticiarange.com forward slash coaching. And I would absolutely love to speak with you. I offer a 30-minute complimentary clarity call so that we can both get to know each other a little better. And, well... What can I say? I absolutely love what I do and I get so much pleasure out of guiding people to discovering what really truly lights them up. As always, if you haven't yet left a review, please make sure you do so on iTunes or come and say hi over at Instagram at Letitia Ringe. All right, everyone have a wonderful week and I can't wait to see you or to speak to you next week in another episode to help you unlock your truth and purpose.